0: up everybody welcome to this week's anime dgens podcast episode 36 we have a special guest today a good friend of mine kevin krieger and of course tyler is here as always
1: how you doing guys doing good how are you i'm Uh, good uh, man doing wonderful bro it's it's the first time for a couple things for us today we got a guest for the first time we got uh um New topic, you know, uh, never before. We've never done this before. So it's pretty, gonna be pretty interesting. So,
0: yeah. So, for our topics today, we're obviously gonna have uh, Kriegs introduce himself, let us know what he's, when he got an anime, things like that. But we're also gonna do a little final circle battle royale action. Battle royales usually have 100 players. We've got three. So, this is down <laughs> to the wire. <laughs>
1: Did somebody say Fortnite.
0: with with the mechas, so tyler scar again
1: i'm I'm leaving it's just y'all two now (laughs) (laughs)
0: awesome before we get into that do you want to start us with some news tyler
1: yeah um so a lot of you people a lot of berserk fans um you know they've had a couple different tries on berserk but apparently we're getting a 2d anime and that they they're promising to adapt the story properly from the beginning and it's going to be made by studio eclipse which is not a big name it's not a high budget studio i think the best uh, way to describe them is kind of like a like a fan fan studio kind of um but they're really good it seems like i watched the trailer for this i don't know if y'all did or not anybody catch it
0: I saw something really quick on Twitter and it definitely didn't look very high budget, but it looks cool. I mean, berserk is kind of a pretty gnarly story, so I haven't
2: read it yet or watched the original anime, but, um, I might check this one out. Yeah. I, I'm definitely excited for this. Um, I started reading berserk. I haven't gotten too far, but it is, it lives up to the hype. It's so good.
1: Yeah. And, uh, a couple things that the Studio uh, Eclipse has said, that they're going to be adapting the Black Swordsman arc and they will not be censoring or toning anything down. 3D CGI will not be used and it will be voiced in English and Japanese. So I'm pretty excited for this because Berserk, like, like we said, it's a pretty uh, graphic and uh, mature uh, manga. And you know for them not to be censoring anything, that's gonna it's gonna stay true to its uh nature i guess you could say so i'm i'm really excited about it
0: so tyler since you're reading this i know you've been reading it a little bit um is this the first arc
1: yeah basically uh so they we're gonna see him
0: raw dog and demon yep. It's literally page
1: one. Yeah,
3: (laughs) It's literally the first
1: page. Yeah. We're going to see lots of heads being cut off. We're going to see, you know, uh, uh, I don't even know what this chick is. uh, A demon chick or something. We're going to see demon chick titties. I mean, you know, it's going to be lovely. But but yeah, they said that they was going to start from the beginning and uh, do it properly. So um, uh, big props to them. Like I said, it's going to be 2D anime, which is um, going to be a different look, I guess. But it's not, you know, I watched the trailer all the way through and it actually looked pretty decent. Um, uh, considering it's not any CGI, 3D CGI or whatever used, like it looks to be like, I guess, hand-drawn. So it looks pretty pretty good for it being 2D. So Interesting.
0: We also got a little bit of news out of the Studio Ghibli camp. So uh, Miyazaki is working another film and he has decided to not retire for the fourth time. Uh, no details at this time, but the old man needs to learn how to go on vacation and fade off into the sunset. He's got to be ancient by now.
1: Yeah, he just he just can't let it go, bro. <laughs> you know, the um, it's funny because they was doing an interview with the uh, his one of his studio people or something or his assistant, uh, something about his assistant or something. And it was just like, you know, I've gave up. I've I, 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 stopped trying to, uh, uh, I stopped believing that he was going to retire and stopped uh, trying to make him retire because he, he's not going to, so. He's
0: like that old cranky guy who just keeps coming to work to collect a check.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as he keeps on giving us, like, bangers. I'm okay with it,
0: definitely, man. And you got one little, one more little piece of news for us.
1: Yeah, so um, for any of my uh, shojo fans out there, we got Angel Next Door spoils me rotten. Season two finally announced. Um, uh, Kriegs might be interested in this just like I am. I, I enjoyed the first season pretty good. So,
2: yeah, I haven't checked it out, but I hear shojo, so you know I'm gonna <laughs> probably watch it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was actually like a spring anime, I'm pretty sure, and that kind of got, kinda got uh, moved into the summer, kind of, I think, late, like a late bloomer, I guess, because of COVID, I believe, okay. and uh, they finally just got announced uh, uh, second season, so it took them a while, but they finally did it.
0: Well, awesome. So I guess let's get into a little introduction, a little origin story, a little filler for me and Tyler here, because we're not a part of this one right away.
2: <laughs> so Krieger, let us know who you are, man. All right. So I'm Kevin Kriegs, Kriegs based on social. Um, so I know Dan from college. and oh, I am I, part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. you are. You're part of the origin story. And... um. Basically, we met, and I can't remember if it was like a social event or something like that through our fraternity. And I dropped you back off at your dorm, and you noticed I had a Sonic the Hedgehog lanyard on my keys. <laughs> and then we started talking about Sonic, and we started, we realized we both liked anime, and that's kind of how our friendship started. <laughs> and then eventually, we became roommates. And um, yeah, been friends ever since. (laughs) Yeah, man, there was there were some really
0: fun days of me and Kevin at like two, three in the morning, just pretty, pretty, pretty turnt watching like DBZ Kai and just like skipping all the bullshit and just going to the epic fights and stuff. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's when. Yeah, that's when they were dubbing DBZ Kai. I remember that now. (laughs) And if you guys have ever stopped in the discord when we've done the anime power hour. This is the man behind the madness right here. So I'm trying to get him to make part two because, you know, some of the some of the intros are
2: getting a little repetitive when you've done it. uh, Fifty times (laughs) when I I only watched like One Piece, Naruto, Bleach and like Dragon Ball (laughs) and Fairy Tale, I think that was another one.
1: (laughs) So these are these are definitely outdated then. Oh, yeah.
2: We got to add a whole bunch more. Oh, this thing was made in like two thousand and like fourteen.
1: Yeah,
2: okay. it, yeah, it was made a while ago. Jeez. We're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of that. Jeez. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, Kriegs he mentioned Sonic. And, you know, I know Dan's a really big fan of Sonic. I mean, he watched Uncle from Another World, I'm pretty sure, and almost gave it a 10 just on the fact that it it had Sonic in it, I think. Oh, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> it wasn't just Sonic. It was the... <laughs> Sega. of sega references <laughs> i mean there's a song there's a part where he teaches the female character one of the female characters the song of his people and it was like the starlight zone from sonic one or the music they play in vending machines in japan i was like this is my boy
1: vending machine okay <laughs> i'm down sorry claw machines claw machines claw oh, machines yeah. oh man yeah. Vend- got vending machine on the mind man yeah <laughs> peak isekai well, right there <laughs> yeah it really is honestly even though dan doesn't like it i mean i don't i never understood that it's, it, so it's actually stupid. really funny so it's so stupid <laughs> it's so
2: good though i don't know why i like it it's just good all right
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah uh you wanna since we got that out of the way kind of how how you met dan and you know all that good stuff you wanna let us know how you got into anime in general? Yeah
2: definitely so like a lot of kids that grew up in the 90s in america tsunami was my gateway to anime and i can't remember if it was dbz or pokemon first but they kind of were coincident in how i started so i was really into dragon ball z trunks is my favorite character of all time there in that series um, And then it kind of went into Yu-Gi-Oh! was the next one that I was really obsessed with. And then there was Yu show Hakusho on there, Inuyasha. I didn't watch Sailor Moon. I don't know why. I was just like, I'm not watching these girls transform. I watch <laughs> these muscular men fight half naked.
1: <laughs> Missed out on peak, bro. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, and then... I don't know. This is a deep cut. In 2004, there was this Saturday morning cartoon... Um, program called Fox Blocks, and One Piece was on that, so that's how I started watching One Piece. Oh no! The four kids, four kids dump. I know you can't beat
0: me. I'm wet.
2: Oh God, yeah, don't even. You could say you could say karu was one lucky ducky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what, man i will say it did give us a banging theme song though the one piece rap is like all time trash meme it's,
2: it's like i showed it to one of my friends because he didn't know a world of that because he grew up in australia so they didn't have like toonami and one piece all there down there so he only knew the subbed and the funimation, so I played it for him. I had secondhand embarrassment hearing the rap again. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm sorry.
0: I will say though, with a lot of the regional shows in the '90s that made it over here, they redid all the openings. Like they, the the Yu Gi Oh one, is the Digimon one, the Pokemon one. Those are timeless, yeah, and that's, that's not what they had in Japan. So they did a good job with some of some of them.
1: They did. Yeah, uh, so I didn't really watch Toonami a lot when I was a kid, but somehow I ended up watching like at least a handful of episodes of uh The Four Kids One Piece. I remember it. I don't know how I got to watch it or when I watched it, but during some part of my childhood, I got to watch uh at the very beginning when he's like jumping out of the uh uh barrels and shit on uh with uh, Alvida. So it was and it was definitely four kids because it was pretty trashly anime uh um uh, dubbed. So Yeah
0: You know, you know what we should do, Tyler, next time we have a one piece break? We should do a first look at the four kids one piece. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so bad know uh, You
3: know
1: uh. <laughs> you what know, the sad thing is is that we're coming up on this new uh, the new saga, the new arc or whatever, and you know we're going to get hella breaks uh, in, the, in the coming uh, month, so
0: Yeah, especially if, uh, if Oda takes some breaks, they're gonna have to throw some some more Barto secret room in there, whatever
2: the hell they're doing. ah <laughs> oh, Jeez, yeah, those specials kind of annoy me. Yeah, no, I always <laughs> skip them. Because, like, we just watched those episodes. I don't need a summary.
1: <laughs> From Bardo, <laughs> not, not with yeah.
2: Bardo narrating. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez.
0: Well, I guess to get into the age-old question, A Tale as Old as Time, dubbed
2: or subbed? All right. So, early years, when I was, you know, starting to watch anime, you know, One Piece, your Naruto, your Bleach, streaming didn't exist. So it was kind of whatever I had on the TV. So I was a dub. And then when I... I don't know how I discovered this. I realized Japan was ahead of America with episodes. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? They're on episode like almost 300 of One Piece. And I'm stuck over here on like 78. So I go to the dark web, some sketchy websites. And I started watching Subbed when I was like 14. So now I'm a sub guy. I've been like that, but I don't really care. You watch it however you want to watch it. Usually I'll have I'll have at least one dubbed I'm watching and then a couple subs that I watch. So yeah, it,
0: it's nice to have that dub in the bag. Like for when you're like yep. I want to watch the anime but I don't really want to pay that much attention. Yeah, so I always literally <laughs> I always watch shows like if I'm doing a rewatch, I'll watch it dubbed.
1: Not gonna lie, like them older older uh anime, like, you know, Dragon Ball and uh, One Piece and all that, the dubs are like phenomenal. Like nowadays you can't find dubs that good usually. Uh usually there's at least a couple annoying uh dubbed uh character characters in the in the newer animes. Do do you have to feel the same way? I
0: feel like as long as Funimation is dubbing it, it's usually pretty good. Like, there's always occasionally, like, a really annoying character. But you get the same thing with, like, Japanese sub versions,
2: too. There's always a really annoying character. So I'm (laughs) indifferent at this point. Yeah, I think if you consume a lot of dubbed anime, and to Dan's point, Funimation pretty much controls all that, you start recognizing all the voices, and that can kind of get in your head a little bit. Like Makarov and Fairy Tale is every old man in every dub. Oh, and I mean
0: Zoro's voice actor is like literally in every show. Yep, he does everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he, he's you know really good. So yes. really good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so we got that out of the way. You wanna you wanna let us know if you have like a favorite genre or category demographic whatever you want to uh whatever you want to say
2: yeah so i think my favorite is those typical you know fighting shonens. you know i always like the long shows your one pieces bleach naruto's um and i don't know when this happened (laughs) this was like probably in my mid to late 20s i started shifting to romances and i for some reason, I really like watching those. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of like opposite sides of the coin
1: here. <laughs> I feel that. I absolutely feel that. Uh, I, I've been trying to get Dan to watch uh watch some romances and some shoujo type stuff uh, for a minute, and he just I just can't find him anything that he really likes. Honestly, so
0: they've all been for like sixteen year old high school girls, <laughs> and I'm a
1: grumpy old man. <laughs> <laughs> damn yeah I think uh I think when I first started watching anime it was basically like Krieg said and then I think uh the first show the first shoujo I watched was my love story and that just put me on a different path and honestly probably you know shojo shows are some of my favorites now like that's what I would rather watch honestly nowadays so
0: because you're not into giant robots. That's the reason.
1: I don't think it would <laughs> matter, honestly. I mean, I watched Darling in the Franxx.
0: <laughs> that did that did have like all the best sides of all the coins. So I will give you that one.
1: I think I watched that before. Uh, before I did my love story, that's probably what made me start shifting. Honestly, is uh, I started shifting over to pure uh, Shoujo so pure I- roms.
0: I mean, there's just something about watching a guy control a lady in a giant mecca in pretty uh, inappropriate positions that
2: just gets, your, gets gets the blood flowing, you know? They knew what they were doing. Uh, a thousand percent. They knew exactly what they were doing with that one.
1: Oh, yeah. Pink haired girl, you know? <laughs> but yeah, it's like, uh, it's, that's fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. I haven't made the jump to shoujos, but uh, I don't know if it'll ever happen. It probably won't. You know, I'm just going to be honest with you, but uh, I guess while we're at it, you know, do you want to tell us some of your, your, your top, your top anime, some of your faves?
2: Okay. Yeah, sure. So obviously, you know, the typical answer, you know, One Piece, DBZ, Naruto, Bleach. But if I were to go like kind of off the uh, The normies, yeah, the beaten path, I'm a big fan of the Monogatari series. Auregaru or My Teen Romantic yeah. Comedy. That's, that's a great romance. I love that's
1: it. One of my top shows right there. There you go.
2: Yeah, I knew Tyler would know. <laughs> uh, big fan of Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Okay. Gintama. I know Dan's watching that right now. Steins Gate. And then this is more of, I like the manga better than this one, but History's Strongest Disciple. It's uh, basically a martial arts show, and I cannot remember when I read this. I think I was in high school, and I absolutely love it.
1: Okay. I mean, that's, a, that's definitely uh, something I've never heard, so, uh, so props to that.
2: Yeah, so the issue with this one, and it kind of frustrates me, it's kind of like an etchy category as well. So when it nice. was made, um, it was considered too risky for Americans so it never got a proper translation to the manga they made 50 episodes and they dubbed it but they didn't do the whole story it's over 500 chapters I've read it like three times
1: (laughs) so an edgy martial arts yep, probably with women right yep okay I'm I'm down for that honestly
2: yep and the the <laughs> and it's not it's not cringy
1: too with the
2: ecchi because man I, I can't remember the name of this author but man can he draw motion and fight scenes it's incredible okay. so if you ever guys need need a manga to check out i would highly recommend reading that
3: okay
1: well, speaking of like uh uh recommendations and stuff if you would recommend like an anime to- uh someone new to just starting to watch or wanting to watch anime, what what would be your go-to choices for them?
2: Well, I definitely wouldn't say something long like One Piece, Naruto, or Bleach. I feel like that's very <laughs> intimidating to someone. It's like, yes, just watch these thousand episodes and you're good. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's comment down here. I would start off with the classics. You know, you got your cowboy Bebop. You've got, you know, the standard full metal alchemist brotherhood. And then, depending, I, I think you'd want to throw a couple of genres because I typically ask people what they like. Like, I think Mob Psycho is a really good one to get into. There you if go. you like romance, uh, your line April is very good. And then, a lot of people like superheroes. So, My Hero Academia fits that very well. And then, you got, I'd say, Death Note and then Steinsgate would be my kind of starter list.
0: Nice. I don't think I would ever recommend My Hero Academia as somebody's first anime <laughs> because if they're on Twitter, their feed is gonna get really fucking weird because that fan
2: base is a little uh oh yeah, a little out there with some of the hey. shit they do. Hey. I remember being 13 years old too, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but speaking of like not recommending like One Piece and Naruto and stuff, uh we we actually got a couple people in Discord, uh one of them being one of my friends. Uh rl friends and his first anime that he ever watched was one piece and he's about to be caught up and wow. like he watched pokemon and shit when he was a kid obviously but but one piece was his first anime so that's wild that's quite impressive <laughs> and then uh we got another dude deadly also and his first anime was naruto and then his second anime was one piece bro <laughs> wow
2: so he watched like what 18 almost 1800 episodes actually more probably now i think about it
1: yeah so it's it's pretty wild uh that that's kind of their first couple of anime uh, is uh one piece of naruto um I could never
0: recommend that to someone. It's just so long.
2: Yeah. and If someone came to me, though, and said, like, I like watching long shows, then I would say that. But yeah, for first, like, hey, I'm trying to get an anime. What do you recommend? I wouldn't tell them to watch an a thousand episode show.
0: Yeah. If they were like, I love Grey's Anatomy, I'd be like, oh, you're ready.
1: Buckle
2: up,
0: buddy.
1: You're good. (laughs) I think Uh. uh, I think when we was doing our uh, recommendation show or whatever. I believe I said that I would recommend Naruto only if they had watched like Avatar, The Last Airbender or something like that and really enjoyed it and thought that they really wanted to watch anime. Then that's when I would recommend a long show like that, because they already have an idea of what anime kind of is, because Avatar is just as good as, you know, a lot of anime. So. it's
0: The closest thing the Americans have, that's for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they got together and they were like, "We got one. We can do.
1: <laughs> That's it." <laughs> but they stopped it. Uh, they should have stopped there and not uh, try to do Cora. So, yeah,
0: they got. Cora is okay. Cora is okay. It just wasn't it was. It's it's tough to follow up the original and be good. You know,
1: I would rather watch Avatar: The Last Airbender like three times before I would watch Cora Kor- halfway through. Damn. I mean, it's not bad. Like you said, I just it's just not there. You know what I mean? Like Aang, Aang's my man. He's my boy. So for us,
0: live action fans, that's Ong.
1: <laughs> oh, my. Don't even get me started. No, no, no.
2: They they. <laughs> op- I knew it was going to be bad when they were like, that's the avatar. I'm like, I'm done. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> that movie
0: is the whole reason Bass won't watch live action anime. So <laughs> I, I don't blame them. <laughs> I told him to watch Dragon Ball Evolution. It might change his mind. No, don't,
2: no, please don't. Please do not do that.
1: Well, at least he watched One Piece live action and really enjoyed it. Uh, so that's that's good enough.
0: So, yeah, that's, that's a start. We got you, Hawkish Show live action coming soon, too. So I'm pumped for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I will be checking that out. 100%. That's an easy one to make live action. You just got to make laser fingers. <laughs> yeah, <they're> solid. <laughs> easy. All right, so next, I guess, for somebody who doesn't like that shoujo rom-com genre, if you were to recommend me a show, what would it be?
2: So I think Tyler has brought this up before. It is, Wotako, Love is Hard for Otaku. So basically, Narumi is the main character. She's a woman who just uh, entered the workforce. I think it's just a normal office job. And so these characters are like, in their early to mid-twenties, I believe. And she has a secret that she can't tell people. She loves writing BL novels. So if anybody doesn't know what BL is, it's boys' love. So she's like a mangaka. And she finds out other some of her other cl- colleagues are closet nerds as well. So, like, I believe... Uh, what is it? Hirataka is into video games. Uh, Anako is a like this famous cosplayer, but no one knows. And then she's also dating Taro, who likes uh, heroes and comic books. So they all kind of form this friend group because they're like, you know, they're both couples, and they have work lives instead as well. So they try to hide it, and they, Dan they make references to video games, <laughs> other animes, like they're trying to run somewhere. Narumi yells hold down the B button (laughs) (laughs) I believe it's only 11 episodes and a couple OVAs but I think you would really like this one they're not teenagers, they're adults a bunch of video game references nerd references it's animated by um, I believe it's Aniplex owned so I think it's A1 Pictures as well that's that's the one I would recommend to you That sounds
0: a lot better than uh, what was the one you made me watch, Tyler? That I watched two episodes and said this is garbage.
1: It was um, oh, Tor- uh, Tor-
0: Tori Dora or whatever. Yeah, Tori
1: Dor- Dora, bro. Tori Dora
2: is the
0: goat,
1: man. Yeah. It
0: was so dumb. I'm like, this Dude. girl is so annoying, and this guy's so boring. And then they're gonna end up falling <laughs> in love, and it's who cares? Done. I don't want to watch it.
1: Dan and Bash literally almost had me in like palm top tiger uh, form <laughs> yeah well, listen to them,
2: yeah, Dan's walking down the hall, he bumps into you, and you just sock him in the face <laughs>
1: <laughs> pretty much, so you know, since uh, you know I've mentioned what a, uh mentioned this show to Dan several times, do you have like a second one in mind for him too, like Oof. if uh Just like a to throw one out there, a second one? If I were
2: to throw out another one, because he doesn't like kids dating. (laughs) That bothers him a lot. (laughs) I it just I don't connect
0: to it, if that makes sense. I'm old, married, and basically senile, so
1: yeah, kids, kids bother him a lot. Got
2: it. Um I'd be too afraid because I feel like Rent-A-Girlfriend has so much of a bad reputation because those are technically college students. I already need to watch it, so. But I do (laughs) have a... All right. I do need to watch it. We've
0: got a bet. He's going
2: to watch Gurren Logon, which is peace. Oh, dude, Gurren Log is incredible. Thank you.
1: (laughs) But I made him agree to me that he watches Rent-A-Girlfriend and I watch Gurren Logon. All right. But I think I do have one. So
2: you didn't like Toradora? But that, that author made another light novel, which became an anime called Golden Time. Okay. So, this is actually set in college. And I, can't, I think his name, the main character's name is Bonri. And what happened was he kind of lost his memories. So, he's kind of starting anew in college and he meets this girl that his friend broke up with. And then they end up kind of getting together and start liking each other. And he's also struggling with his past as he's trying to stay in the present. And I don't want to give too much away. I don't, uh, Tyler, I'm pretty sure you have watched this one as well.
1: I've watched a lot of it, yeah.
2: Yep, see? So, but yeah, it's also, se- I think they're pre law students. So they're not kids. I think that would be another good one. I think it's on high dive or crunchy roll. I can't remember. Ooh, high dive. It might be a dub on high dive, and it might be a sub on Crunchyroll. So, gotcha. I was just—I don't have a high dive account. I steal a certain
0: somebody's high dive account when we got to watch <laughs> high dive shows. We were passing yeah. around uh, that one. We were passing <laughs> that account around like candy when we were watching um, Insomniacs
2: after school. Yeah. If
1: you like, if like, are you done yet? <laughs> <laughs> so only two of us could watch it one time. So, oh man,
2: yeah, you got, you had a. Apparently I gotta jump on that Eminence of the Shadow train. I keep hearing that's really good.
1: I mean, I think the I think a new season's coming up soon, right? I'm pretty yep, sure. I think, so. I think it started. Okay. Yeah, uh, so that was a couple like the only the only uh, ROM kinda that I've ever gotten him to actually somewhat like was Insomniac's after school. And um I don't think he really enjoyed it in the first First little bit of it, but I I think as it went, I think he it got better for him.
0: Yeah, I was pissed there wasn't ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) It made it sound like there was going to be ghosts, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool. They're going to fight ghosts or something. This will be this will add a little pizzazz to it." But nope, we're just going to take pictures of the starry sky. (laughs) No, that's what I did like because it wasn't over the top. There wasn't like a really annoying Sundaray character like punching people in the head. Like that was fine. And it wasn't, like, over the top, like, oh, my God, we need to make them be together. Blah, blah, blah. It was, like, natural. It made sense.
1: Okay, okay. All right. Kind of makes sense. Well, <laughs> one day, one day, we're going to get Dan watching some quality shows. He's going he's gonna, to, you know, let his guard down and laugh a little bit, Creeks.
0: Yeah, I've, I have <laughs> been laughing nonstop. I've been watching Kintama, <laughs> so you don't <laughs> oh even my know, God. dude. Oh, God
2: have you have you gotten to some of the valentine's day episodes
0: (laughs) i think one of them so far they have like one way back it's it's dude i'm like 190 episodes i know
2: the thing is is like that is not a show with arcs you cannot follow the entire story you just remember the peak shit (laughs) yeah you just you just describe what happens in the episode people are like oh i remember that one
0: (laughs) i've been tearing at my heartstrings lately but uh well, I guess to round it out, so we've gotten into what got you into anime. So, what are you currently watching?
2: All right, as always, One Piece. I have been a weekly watcher since two thousand and eight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was I when
1: would, <laughs> I would say I love that for you, but I hate that for you. Honestly,
2: <laughs> <laughs> this was this was when. They were on, I I still remember this to this day. It's like, they were like episode 340 right before Thriller Bark and I caught up. (laughs) Oh god. So how bad was Dress Rose so weekly? That's what I want to know. That was rough. Because I read it, so I knew, like, you know, I was so ahead and the pacing was just so, that's my one criticism of One Piece. Making, you know, one chapter, two episodes, it's very frustrating. It's like, come on, man.
0: Was it was it
2: worse than Wano? Because that's what I want to know. Dressrosa, I think, was worse than Wano. Wow, because I will say, because Wano gave you very intense animation and fight scenes. That's true. Whereas Dressrosa, Toei was kind of clutching their purse and not spending the money, which they have money. Come on, yeah. <laughs> had all that dvz money they're fine yeah they also um did what sailor moon and digimon (laughs) like
1: yeah the crazy thing is is uh dress rosa is one of my favorite one piece arcs and i think if i was having to watch it weekly it probably wouldn't be one of my favorite one piece arcs honestly so
2: yeah it's just i don't know just how you handle it, I guess. <laughs> but I spat through that shit real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> All right. But besides that, um, I'm continuing to watch Jujutsu Kaisen, Roroni Kenshin right now. That's some nostalgia with me right there. I loved watching that on Toonami. Um, Tokyo Revengers, Shield Hero, Spy Family. Um, I think, I'm, oh, Shangri La Frontier. Undead Unlock, and then obviously I got to pick a trash one—the hundred girlfriends that really, really love me.
1: Bro, I watched the first episode of that today, and I really enjoyed it.
2: It was pretty good.
1: <laughs> Dan, they made a Tokyo Ghoul
2: reference. Oh yeah, they ep- did. Episode yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> that's exciting.
1: They they seem like they they're gonna be uh like they talk in third per- like um out like four. Was it fourth dimension they break the fourth dimension? Break or fourth the fourth wall, wall or whatever. Just a like a dama. Yeah. <laughs> or so far in the first episode, they seem to be doing it and they seem to be like referencing other things as well. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. He's he's only got two right now though, so he's got ninety-eight more to go.
0: Okay. Yeah. If if there is a scene where the main character is reading the manga that the anime is based off of, then we can say they're really breaking the fourth wall.
1: <laughs>
2: just like uh yeah like tama um character poll oh <laughs> god i just watched that i was crying i was laughing so hard because the numbers were above <laughs> them and they're running through the town i'm gonna be the number one character <laughs> <laughs> it, was,
3: it was so
0: stupid but there's an episode where Shimpachi and um toshi are going at it to be um the the idol's like number one fan oh
3: my god and yes Gint-
0: gintoki's just reading the manga and be like that's the end and they're like that's not the end there's 15 more episodes 15 more minutes in this episode he's like goes to the next page
2: that's the end he's just trying to cut it off he's like we don't want to do this story guys oh gosh that show is so great oh my god
0: <laughs> awesome should we get into our first i guess our our actual topic
1: yeah i've got one too
0: let's do it so final circle three souls remaining we're going to be doing a weekly rundown battle royale there will not be one winner though we're giving out a second place trophy here we're looking at two shows to the rundown this season and we're talking about free run beyond journey's end undead unluck and shangri-la frontier so these are three shows coming out this season that we've all watched we're just going to talk about it. We're not going to get too much into the plot, but uh, Tyler, you want to get us going with the free run?
1: Yeah, so uh, let um, probably a lot of people has heard of free run already, but if you haven't, it is a fantasy adventure drama kind of show. It's done by Studio Madhouse, and it's sitting on Mal with around a 9 uh, rating. It kind of pushed, uh, it pushed for metal for a while, but you know, if, if anything like that, it doesn't stay that way for long, so... Um, the first episode is two hours long. It's almost like a movie. Uh, it's going to be consecutive two cower as well. Um, uh, I don't know how many total episodes uh, the manga has been going on since 2020 and it's still going. It's 8.62 on Mao as well. So it's a pretty good manga. But, um, to give you a little summary before we get started, uh, basically the demon king has been defeated and the victorious hero party returns home before disbanding. The four, which is Mage Freiren, Hero Himmel, Priest Heiter, and Warrior Aizen, they reminisce about their decade-long journey as the moments to bid each other farewell uh, arrives. But the passing of time is different for Elves, and this brings Freiren to witness her companions slowly passing away one by one. Uh, Before his death, though, Heiter manages to like, give a uh, young, like, hoist a young human apprentice called Fern on the and driven by the elf's passion for collecting uh, uh, inventory of magic spells. The pair emb- embarks on a seemingly aimless journey, revisiting the places that the heroes of Yor had visited. Along their travels, Freerin slowly confronts her regrets of missed opportunities to form deeper bonds with her now deceased comrades. That was a bit of a long one, but uh that's it's got a lot packed in there, so that had a lot of Lord of the Ringsy like words in it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to translate as we went, that way we wouldn't uh wasn't using like too big of words because it had some big ones in there, so
0: a myriad of spells in inventory <laughs> i think myriad this is the same amount of syllables you could have said it <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh but would they have understood with my fumbling of words so <laughs> you
0: did a good job kid
1: thank you i appreciate it i appreciate when somebody says i do a good job but yeah just to get into this um I guess we'll uh, start with like the OP and ED. Like, did y'all did y'all enjoy those?
0: Yeah, I thought they were really good. I thought they really fit the vibe of the show. Like this not being a battle show, and if it had like some epic song to start it would have been really weird. So I think they did a good job fitting the vibe of what we're going to be watching with that. And like when I first heard the opening, I was like, oh, this is a chill ass song.
3: Yeah.
1: It, yeah. It's also it's also done by uh, Yautja, so pretty banger.
2: So yeah, I, I have recency bias because I love that Oceano co-opener. Yeah. It's so good, but yeah, it definitely fit the vibe. I didn't really understand the backlash it was getting online. They're like, this didn't fit. I was like, no, it seemed perfect. You know, we're n- we're not battle like it's beyond the journey. We're exploring the story after they've defeated the demon king.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of them was saying like the the OP was kind of a bit more upbeat, I guess. Right? Is that what the uh the uh, problem was, I guess?
2: I guess so. I mean I didn't pay too much attention to it, but I just kinda saw it. I was like, Huh,
1: what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they make banger, uh banger music anyways, like like Rig said, Oshinoko uh intro. It's it's probably way up there in uh, views and listens, um, but the, me personally, I really liked the ending a lot better. It, it just it just felt better, I guess. After watching uh watching the episodes, it just flowed better for me. But I mean, not saying the opening was good and it was bad. It was really good too, but the ending just knocked it out of the park, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and I've always really enjoyed songs that I think is Millet, Millet, however you pronounce it, because she did the Demon Slayer opening with Man with a Mission. Did
1: she? Absolutely.
0: Okay. There yeah, she did the last Demon Slayer opening, which song, uh, she was the woman singing in that song with the, with the guys with the wolf heads.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> Makes sense. But yeah, um, other than that, like the overall music too was really good in this. Uh, I really enjoyed it all, honestly.
0: Yeah, the soundtrack mid episode was really good. You know, it it just they did a good job fitting the vibe of what we were um, we were watching. So I thought they did a really good job with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, I guess now we'll kind of move on to like the animation, like the fight scenes and all that stuff. I I really thought the animation was beautiful. Um, I thought they'd done a really good job with it. I think that they showed off like the sky and the surroundings uh, throughout the show a lot and i think it made it that much more impactful because um, this is supposed to be an adventure like a, a journey type anime and they made it seem like that by showing like all these surroundings instead of uh focusing on like i guess them they focused on the broader picture kind of reminded me of, like studio ghibli-ish honestly
0: yeah it definitely had like a feeling of that i don't think it was as like stunning as like a ghibli background no but um they did a good job of really focusing on that and i thought the character animations were a little simple at times like not like bad but just like they didn't really like go all out on that and they really focused on the environment because the environment helped tell the story so i thought that was pretty cool
2: yeah i definitely enjoyed the fantasy world they built And like Tyler said, he was getting Ghibli vibes. I was getting A1 picture
3: vibes.
2: (laughs) I thought it was that good. But Madhouse does a very fantastic job with their animation. They've got a great catalog of some excellent anime they've done before. But yeah, it felt like I was watching like, you know, Lord of the Rings world. It was really neat.
1: And, uh, you know, we didn't get much uh, action in this uh, per se. But we did get uh a little bit and I thought that um that fight uh that I'm talking about, it was pretty amazing, honestly. Even though it was pretty short, um it had a like a lot of uh teamwork, I guess you can say, and they used it to like build the relationships and uh story as well with it. But you know, the animation that came with it was really good even though it was pretty short uh short-lived so
0: yeah not a lot of fighting in these first four episodes and um i watched episode five and we're starting to get towards a little more action but one thing i enjoyed with the fight animations is they were using the spell crest when they were using magic attacks and it reminded me of like the really early days of fairy tale before they were like we're just not gonna animate this shit anymore fuck
2: it <laughs> oh my god i had the exact same thought dan it reminded me of early fairy tale exactly uh, what i thought <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> but yeah speaking of like that speaking of that fight um we'll get like into like the magic system and world building like the storytelling aspects of this show um was there anything that you liked or disliked about how they handled all of those
0: i thought it was really fun that they used like your classic rpg party system essentially where each person had their own role and it wasn't just, like, four people with swords running around. Like, you had a mage, you had a priest, you had a hero, and you had a warrior. So I thought it was fun that you had, like, four classes and how they interacted and stuff like that. So I thought that was really cool.
2: Corrupt priest. Corrupt priest, yeah. <laughs> My boy. My boy. <laughs> he's a he's a real one.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, um, I, I loved how they, like, consistently tied things back that Rurin did back to her party. Um, kind of like, uh, you know, all the spells that she's learning, uh, you know, one to remove rust or whatever from bronze statues, you know, she used that for something, you know, for Himmel, you know, and like the sour grape spell, she, you know, Eisen apparently loves sour grapes and it it was really neat to see them like tying simple, um, things like that back into, um, you know, the story, the the relationships, the character building, I guess you, you can say even like the sunrise, you know, she, she made an effort to go see the sunrise because not because of her, but because of, you know, her people, you know? So I really enjoyed that.
2: Yeah. I like how, um, she doesn't realize how much her first party and journey affected her. And, when Fern asked her, why do you like collecting all these weird spells? She's just like, oh, I do. What she doesn't realize is because Himmel loves seeing her spells, so she subconsciously started collecting spells. And I, I just like watching her slowly. Her heart is moving closer and closer, and she's opening up bit by bit.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, that was probably my favorite part of this show, is just seeing her, like... Cause she was kind of deadpan at the beginning. Like she didn't show any emotion, but as her party is, you know, uh, passing on, you know, she starts to like show a little emotion and it just goes to show how much this 10 year journey actually meant to her. Even though like 10 years for her is a drop in the bucket. That's like a week for us, but it goes to show how much those character interactions and the friends she made actually meant to her. 'Cause at first she's like, Yeah, whatever, I'll see you guys in seventy five years. And like, oh, we're all
1: gonna be dead.
2: <laughs> oh, jeez.
1: Yeah, um another thing, like um with the magic system world building and stuff like that. Um, talking about like the fight with the uh the the one fight that we did see, uh there was a lot of world building that came with that. You know, we learned I loved how they uh introduced like, uh, the history of the world with this fight and, uh, and we learned a lot about like the magic, uh, the magic abilities, like the, um, how he helped like reinvent, um, like revolutionize, uh, magic in, in, in general, you know, and that was like a really good, um, like scene. I thought not only did we see like a really good fight scene, and really good like uh, character building with Fern and Furrin, but we also got like a uh, really good backstory history world building and intro to their power system all in one, so they like put it all together and they done a really fantastic job with it. I thought
0: yeah, I really enjoyed the team of MIT scientists figuring it out how that spell worked. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that was, that was, that was <laughs> I like, did you really need to include that? It's just a bunch of like scholars like <laughs> studying it. I was laughing,
1: <laughs> but it is crazy though that like 80 years ago he was big bad. They couldn't defeat him, and so they had to steal him away. But like 80 years now into the you know current present, and uh, like it's no sweat. Yeah. I mean that's just how much he changed, helped change the world and not in his favor
3: so definitely
0: so you guys want to do you guys have any thoughts on the pacing and how it went with I mean it was kind of weird because we got four episodes as, at once so like the pacing feels really good but I think I'd be interested to see if it continues feeling good as we progress I mean and it's not often that you get to just sit down and watch four episodes with basically like the week it drops you know
1: um I mean you know I thought the pacing was great. Even, I think that the way they do the time in this um, really makes up for, like, the kind of slowness of the show because it, it, I guess it is supposed to be kind of slower paced, but it's not really slower paced because they do a lot of jumping around with time, and I think they do it pretty well, uh, honestly, so...
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, one of the things I liked is that like when the story jumped around, it because it wasn't focusing on free run, it was focusing on her interactions with her party. Like if I had to watch some mage walk around and collect spells for like two episodes and all of a sudden she was back hanging with the boys, I'd be like, why do we do that? You know, that's not what this show's about. So I did like the way they jumped around.
2: Yeah, I think it's pretty good pacing. To your point, you know, we got four episodes at once. So kinda of feel a little spoiled, but they definitely help with the timeline and saying, you know, X number of years after Himmel's death. It helps me kinda keep um you know pace of it because um I think she was hanging out with um that priest in Fern for what, like four to five years? And to her uh, that was like a couple days. Yeah so, uh,
1: it was definitely like Four to, I think it was like four to seven or something like that. Jeez. Was it not?
2: Yeah, it was. It was a good amount of time. It was. Um, what is it? What did Fern say? Half her life she's been with Free Ren? Yeah, yeah. so probably about seven. I mean, she looks like she's like fifteen or sixteen now. Jeez. So, so it's crazy. But no, the narration, you know, with that little in there, and then I love the callbacks to the previous journey and how she's kind of recreating it again, but. My guess is she's gonna make a new party. That's kind of how it's seemingly going.
0: Yeah, and I watched episode five and that's
2: definitely where it's going. Yep, yep. I did too. I didn't want to say anything because I didn't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do I do think that um if they I'm glad that they released the first four episodes together because I think that was the um the I guess the slowest I w- I'm not going to say it was slow, but it w- I think it would have been the slowest part of it because it was like the intro, and I think they all needed to go together in order to make it make sense, I guess you can say. So I'm glad that they released all of them together um, because I don't think it would have been as well res- received if they would have released them one at a time for that first uh, four intro intro section, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, definitely. To me, it kind of felt like a prequel to the actual story. It was kind of like reading The Hobbit before you read Lord of the Rings. You know, it just it was there to set the tone, set the vibe, set the story, and now we're actually going to get into Free Wind's next journey. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, was you glad that it uh, it released all at once too, Kriegs? or like did you? Would you rather it be like single releases? Um,
2: I liked that it dropped. Four episodes at once, so I was under the impression that it was just going to be one long episode, kind of like Oceanco. So I was prepared for that. So when I went to Crunchyroll (laughs) and saw four episodes, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's fine too."
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I literally just told my Google TV, "I was like, hey, put on Free Run." and all of a sudden, I saw Credits Roll, and I was about to text Tyler, like, what the fuck, dude? We're, we're, I thought this was yeah. like a two-hour movie. You, yeah, you did
1: text me. Yeah, I was like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> I was like, yo, I was like, uh, it is, it is, uh, but they they broke it up into four, so... But, uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I think it definitely confused Hand every minute.
0: <laughs> I just didn't go to Crunchyroll and click on it. I just like told my TV to play it, and I was
2: like, oh, what the hell's going
1: on? Oh, he fancy, huh? (laughs) Yeah.
2: No, but it would have been... I think it would have been really neat if they made a version of that where they just kind of made it in movie format and just let it flow, and we just sat there and watched it.
1: I think so, too. I think that would have been better, honestly. Um, But I mean, you know, four episodes at once, I think it would have been better as, like, all together, no credits or whatever. Um, But I don't think it would have been as good if it would have... Uh, started episode one and released weekly after that. I don't think I think it would have been lost on some people, honestly. So
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, having it all at once made you sit through the four episodes and like if I just watched the first one and had to wait a week, I don't know if I would have been as into it, honestly.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I thought too. Um, So good thing that they didn't do. uh, They didn't release it single. Um, But uh, I guess we'll get into our next thing. And well, talk about some of the characters. Uh, so did, did y'all have like any like favorites or at least like, characters that you didn't like or anything like that?
0: I didn't really have a character that I didn't like. There wasn't really anybody who just really stuck out like, fuck this guy, you know? Yeah. But I'd, I'd have to say my favorite was definitely Heiter, especially as a younger man. You know, you gotta love a priest with a drinking problem. That's just gonna be my boy. That's the kind of guy I'd want to hang out at a bar with. And I feel like he brought a lot of, like, not comic relief, but he brought, like, a later side to the story, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I knew you was gonna, I knew you was gonna pick Hyder. I was like, no way Dan doesn't pick him.
0: <laughs> hey, man, you know I love my my anime characters who get after the uh, after the booze.
1: Oh yeah. What you, Kriegs?
2: Uh, I'm gonna go with my typical Normie answer. Uh, the MC free run. I'm, you know, she's an elf, so there you go, right there. <laughs> well, and creeps. I'm just kind of interested in seeing her journey and um the challenges ahead. Honestly,
1: okay. Um, I guess for me, uh, I really like free too. Um, but I really like Hyter as well. Um, I'm with Dan on this one. He just like was really funny I thought um so it definitely brought out like good moments between Freiren and Hyder you know all the uh, corrupt priest jokes was pretty funny um uh, it definitely made me laugh a few times and I think that Hyder kind of like um secured Freiren's like future kind of as far as uh making her develop more you know what I mean yeah, so.
0: definitely. I think he saw how much she actually grew as emotionally and like per- person wise on their journey. And he wanted that to continue for her. One thing I really enjoyed was that he was kind of talking shit behind Freerun's back by like, Kiv and Eisen were going back with letters. Like, <laughs> they're like oh, yeah, she, she, she's taking a freaking apprentice, bro. Look at that. She just said she wouldn't do that. And they were just <laughs> going back and forth with letters. And like, when she finally met Eisen, she's like, How'd you know that?
1: <laughs> oh, we were in the dms you don't even know <laughs> and i really i really enjoyed Eisen too even though he's a man of a uh, few words Eisen was like uh a, for for him being as old as he was i'm not sure how like old he was i know he's older in the dwarf years but he still got it you know in the little that we've seen uh after you know in the end so he still got it
0: yeah, I mean, Dwarves don't live nearly as long as elves, but, you know, they usually live, like, a quarter of, like, a millennia. You know, they live, like, 250 years. So, like, he, he's definitely up there in age. I love the fact he's like, I can't swing an axe like I used to. I'm not coming with you. <laughs>
1: and, uh, you know, another one I'm not going to uh, miss out on is, uh, you know, Fern and and like, their relationship makes them, like... um very uh fun to watch uh especially like in the later episodes when we get into like mother mother fern uh top shit uh (laughs) you know trying to lead around the i don't even know we don't even know how old fern is at this point but she's like very old and she shouldn't be uh, be some nobody should be being a mother to her but Fern a like a 15 16 year old kid is having to be mother to her so it's, it's wild and it's funny all in one so
0: yeah I really enjoy the fact that Fern is just like come on granny we got to get moving here <laughs> if, if we if we do this for 30 years I'm going to be like an old lady by the time we get done with whatever you're trying to do here so we got to get going yeah
2: hey my girl my girl needs her sleep past noon, man <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that that's another thing when they flash back uh after uh Fern was like, "Did you do this and uh with uh the heroes too in the party, and she was like, "Yeah, and she was like, "Did they not say anything and she was like, "No, not really and it fl- flashes back, and you just see how pissed they was at her." <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I guess going off of that, like, uh, do y'all have any like favorite moments of the show, like uh, that you really enjoyed, or any moments that you really didn't care for? Um,
0: I don't think I had any that I really didn't care for. I think the one that really stood out to me, and I kind of mentioned it, was actually like with watching some of her old party members, you know, uh, pass away. Just actually seeing her cry and like show emotion, I thought that was a really good bit of character development we got, even in. Well, it was three episodes, but it was freaking 75 years. So, like, I thought it was cool to actually see that it actually had that much of an effect on her when she really played it off like it wouldn't. So I thought that was really good to see, you know.
2: So for me, mine was an animation scene and it was in the trailer. It was the scene where she's looking for the blue flowers after Fern's getting frustrated because she's like yeah we can look for a year or two for these flowers (laughs) and she's like i'm not spending a year looking for flowers that don't exist and then she flashbacks to where himmel talked about these flowers and then she floats up and then she floats down to the field of them the wind's blowing her hair's going i that was very beautifully animated that that actually drew my attention in the trailer
0: yeah, that was probably my favorite scene too. Well, actually, sorry, after that when they had all the flowers on him, statue, but uh, couldn't couldn't say it twice, you know. I didn't want to steal it from you.
1: No, it's alright. <laughs> uh, I think uh, a couple of my favorite scenes. One of them was when she went into the sweet shop. Actually, that uh, that kind of like threw me off guard. I thought it was going to be something different than it actually was. Uh, you, I guess y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, that was a fun scene. And then the second one that I really enjoyed it, I laughed a lot was when uh, Fern and Freeran Freer was kind of just walking down a path and uh I guess uh Freeran starts to notice, you know, that uh Fern is growing, you know, into a lady and <laughs> they they she looks over and like they make a reference out of pebbles uh to uh to uh you know show that the comparison, I guess you can say of fern and Furin, I really laughed at that a lot we're co- <laughs> We're comparing cannons folks <laughs> with, with rocks on the side of the road. I enjoyed that a lot uh but um, as far as any scenes I didn't like uh, I mean naturally, I don't like any scenes that make me cry, and there was uh, a couple that made me cry, in- including the him or funeral scene uh. That that kind of made me tear up quite a bit. So I don't like that. So <laughs> You
0: love those scenes, dude. Don't <laughs> lie to the listeners.
1: That's your favorite thing to do. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'ma need less of those though. I don't need to cry as much, bro. I feel that. I think for me, the only
0: thing that kind of annoyed me was like Freerin's lack of understanding of time in comparison to like the lifespan of a human. I'm like, you're like a thousand year old lady. You've seen like hundreds of people live their life out, like have a little compassion and a little respect for somebody who went from like, go see your boys. Don't wait 25 years to go see somebody, you know, it's like, it might've only been, you know, a drop in the bucket for you, but it was such a big part of these people's lives. And I was like, yeah, it's just kind of annoying to me, you know?
1: I think, I think though, the time kind of gets away from her though, you know? It's like, you know, when we're doing stuff that we really enjoy, you know, time flies. And I think, I think it happens to her, but on a much different level. You know what I mean?
3: Go see the
0: homies. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She did after
2: 50
3: years.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That'd be my, that'd be my criticism. You know, she just like, yeah, we'll see this meteor in 50 years. Like, you couldn't go back a couple times throughout those fifty years to say hi or Yeah, like
0: you're not <laughs> traveling up and down this continent over and over and over again. You're kind of just walking through the woods right now, like plan your trips accordingly, you know, go say what's goody <laughs> I
2: know, like even Ash Ketchum went home every now and then. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been Ted way longer than it has been a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: Uh, so I guess to uh start closing this up, um got a couple more questions. uh like do you do you think this lived up like to the internet hop that it got? Kinda?
0: think so? Okay. Like it was good. Um, I don't think it's like the next best thing since like sliced white bread, but, um, I think it's gonna be a compelling story. I mean, I didn't see it really get hyped up like crazy, but my uh Twitter feed is a little more. A little more... It's all guys and spoilers at this point, so...
3: <laughs> Jujutsu guys Kaisen in one piece. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
2: <laughs> what about you, Kriegs? So... I should introduce you to my Twitter feed. Because... <laughs> <laughs> it was it's getting hyped up. Me. <laughs> I know, right? It got hyped up. And I think so far it's lived up to it. Let's see if it can maintain it. But a lot of people are saying Anime of the Year right now. Okay. I mean, I think it's just so beautifully drawn... I like the I like stories with world building and character development a lot. So, I'm really excited to continue watching this.
1: And uh one more thing before we get into our like ra- rating, like final thoughts, uh whatever. Uh anything like specifically that you would like to see going forward in Freerun?
2: Yeah, for me, um I think She's so overpowered because she's lived for so long. I would actually like to see her get challenged because, okay. yeah, they, well, I'm not going to say what happens episode five. I want to <laughs> spoil, <laughs> but they run into a little issue. Okay. Yeah.
1: How about you, Dan? I think
0: uh, the same thing for me, you know, like I think it was episode, was it three when they ran into the demon of all demons, the demon lords, like secondhand yep. man. And they washed the dude. Like, they absolutely, they hyped this guy up. He's like, he's going to be the strongest ever. And it's like, they took him down like, two attacks. So I'm like. Yeah, he was too strong.
2: A- they sealed him.
0: <laughs> it, it'd be like if you sealed the final boss. And then, like, in, like, the fourth game, you come back. And, like, you just wash him as, like, the intro boss. You know? It's kind of like, okay. <laughs> let me see a challenge here? I want to see them not just shoot two spells. Or well, that's the shonen boy inmate coming out.
1: Gotcha. I mean, then it's like a general consensus of the, you know, d right now is I, I feel the same way. I feel like I want to see them. Uh, I feel like I want to see F- Freeran and Ferns and whatever else, uh, whoever else is on the party or whatever. I want to see their relationship and their there. Uh, I want to see them tested. You know, I want to see that part of it. And I really hope that we get something like that going forward. So uh, definitely But uh, I guess, do you want me to start with the ratings and the final thoughts, all that good stuff, Dan, or do you want to go?
0: I can go first.
1: Okay.
0: So I think the story's been rock solid so far, um, and the plot is laid out to be a very interesting journey. Uh, I'm hoping some livelier characters join the party because the show needs some, like, comic relief. It needs somebody with a little more pizzazz than just Fern telling, like, we're going to get on our ass and let's get moving. (laughs) But overall, you know, I think it's like it's portraying some really good themes that I'm gonna really enjoy. I mean, you have regret, regret mortality, and interpersonal relationships between people. So I think it's gonna be a really good show to see how that develops further. And um I guess this already happened. I said this is definitely gonna be a show that's gonna have Tyler crying at some point. So <laughs> all that. Uh so far, I'm giving it eight out of ten. I think this is the only show I actually gave a rating because there's more than one episode out. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Um, I guess I'll go second. Uh, like, uh, my thoughts on it, like combined with like the music and how the story feels. Um, it actually feels like I'm like watching a Lord of the ring esque top show. And I'm a huge fan of that. Obviously. Um, this is, I think about as close as you're going to get to, uh, like a Lord of the rings type anime type of deal um this is uh pretty cool to have a show that looks this beautiful and just has a such a high potential story um without it being all about fighting now i'd love to see fighting in the future especially tough fights but this show so far has made it uh made it seem like it's gonna be okay without fighting and that's a really good thing And I think it throws in the humor in, like, such uh, silly small ways, kind of like the mimics and stuff like that. Uh, It just has a way of throwing them in there and make you laugh. Um, And, uh, you know, top it off, like, adventure is what made me fall in love with, like, One Piece, honestly. And this show is all about adventure. So if they can make a really great story with really great character development around an adventure-type show... I'm all in for it. Um and so far after four episodes, uh I would probably give it a like a really high 8 and maybe a low 9 right now. So, and I would expect that to probably go up and stay in the 9s honestly as it goes. Okay.
2: On to <laughs> on to me. So, let's see. I think what what's mal at? It's probably artificially high. 9.05. All right, I wouldn't go that high for it, but this is definitely a story focused on character development, world building, and you know, not only journeying on the world, but also the journey within. Um, The first four episodes were very, very good introduction to the series and what we're going to kind of experience going forward. Um, I actually look. I look forward to this one out of the most of any of the animes I watched so far for the fall. So I would give this probably an 8.3. Okay. Yeah, I think it can maintain that, too.
1: That's pretty solid, too. So, especially after four episodes, this is, you know, obviously our loose ratings. Um, And just uh, throw it out there and put it on paper, I guess you can say. So... But yeah, uh, I guess uh, that's it for Freeran, I guess. Uh, do you want to get us into Undead Unluck, Dan?
0: Yeah, I'll get that going. So <laughs> Undead Unluck. This is a comedy battle shonen done by Studio David Productions. They're most known for JoJo. They're also picking up Fire Force in season three, and they helped on the first two seasons. Uh, so its first episode just dropped. Uh, the manga has a 7.39 on Mal. So basically for a quick summary, after reading the conclusion of her favorite manga series, Fuko Izumo finally feels ready to end her existence. For the first 10 years, Fuku Fuko has been afflicted by a condition that brings extreme misfortune to anyone who touches her. This has had a drastic effect on her surroundings, even inadvertently resulting in the deaths of those around her, including her parents. As she stands on a bridge above train tracks, Foucault is touched by a strange man, causing the footing underneath him to break and dropping him in front of an ongoing train. However when, however, when Foucault finds the man's corpse, she discovers that his body is regenerating and that he is now coming back to life. The man, whom Foucault names Andy, is immortal, and like her, he also wishes for death. A dismissive, Foucault eventually decides to team up with Andy to give him the best death possible but a mysterious organization lurks in the shadows, hoping to take advantage of the duo's bizarre abilities.
1: (laughs) That's a whopper, you know, a lot going on there too, so. Yeah, the plot of this show is fucking
0: bonkers, (laughs) dude. Like, I like read this and I watched the trailer and I was like, I need to watch this.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't going to check this out until Dan texted me but my goodness was this it was so out of pocket i was (laughs) laughing the whole time i'm like yo this is awesome
1: (laughs) yeah uh it's definitely fun it's definitely a fun one uh
0: that's what i was saying we needed on the rundown was an out-of-pocket crazy ridiculous show because we need (laughs) something to spice things up you know that's why i wanted to put this on the rundown Ah, uh, so what'd you guys think of the opening? We didn't get an ending; it just kind of rolled black credits with some with some names. So, what did you guys think of the opening?
1: Yeah, well, they actually showed the opening at the end. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah. Yep. So it was. Uh, I actually thought they didn't show an opening, but I went and researched a little bit, and the opening was the ending this time. And apparently, the ending isn't released yet, or something like that. Even though it's already announced, we we just don't know what it sounds like. But for me, you know, the opening is really good. It's done by Queen Bee, which uh, you know, uh Dundoro. I don't know if Kriegs. Uh, oh, I've
2: heard of that one before. Yeah. Dororo, um
1: yep. But I really I really enjoyed it. Um so I don't have no complaints about it. It's probably one of my favorites of the season, honestly. Nice.
2: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm like Trying to recall it. I think I've watched too many animes right now. <laughs> I just don't remember what it sounded like.
0: <laughs> it was fun. It was very fun. So definitely check it out. Um, so this is probably the only major anime I feel like. I don't even know if this is technically major. But it's the, it has a mature rating. So like, how do you guys feel about that? There's not a lot of anime out there with like really graphic things that require mature ratings. How do you guys feel about that?
1: Um... After watching like uh the first episode, I understand why they have it um but even though they like had a mature rating, one thing bugged me about it um why do you have a mature rating if you're gonna censor the word sex yep. in the in the in the voice line and the subs like that that bugged me a lot um not gonna lie. it's rated mature for a reason. I feel like the word sex shouldn't be censored, but
0: That just might be something with like Japanese TV rules. I'm not sure. So
2: I was just going to say Japanese broadcasting, depending on when it's shown, probably had to do that. Yeah,
0: maybe, but I definitely think this needed a mature rating. I mean, like to properly portray what this manga is bringing to the table, like uh, Andy's naked 90% of the episode. They have just his nuts. His, his junk is censored and he's just stark ass naked and, like, there was so much blood and gore. I mean, the dude is shooting blood bazookas out of his fucking legs the entire time to fly oh around God. like
2: Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, that propulsion system was awesome. <laughs> it was so fun. I couldn't uh,
0: believe it. Oh, dude, I just remember seeing the trailer, and I was like, yes, this is what I want to watch. Oh, what would you guys think about the animation?
1: Um... I thought it was solid, uh, dude, dude's constantly getting like annihilated and they're making it look good. And, uh, you know, when he like regens as well, it looks really good too. I, I feel like, you know, if it wasn't animated very well, that those things would kind of stand out and make the show not as good, but it doesn't, it actually looks really good. Everything that they do that they're doing right now. So.
0: Yeah, the first scene where he regenerated. I was just getting major attack on Titan vibes watching the spine pop out and like all the yep. muscles form. I was
2: like holy Same. shit, they went in on this one.
3: <laughs> Same, yeah, bro. They,
2: they do a great job with the uh, the explosions they were showing. Um David production, you know, famous for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, so I'm waiting for one of those references to come out. Some crazy colors, you know, some crazy poses. Let's see it. But yeah, I thought it was very well animated. I never thought I would see a blood propulsion system. <laughs> but here I am talking about it. Oh, definitely, uh, man.
1: There is one thing, Um, you know, I'm not going to talk about that very much, but there's one minor dislike for the animation that I had. And that was at the beginning, uh, the snow scenes, actually that we learned uh, was, you know, the manga, uh, you know, they were showing the manga or whatever. But the snow scenes, like, the, uh, the character movements during those scenes was really jittery. Did y'all notice that?
0: Yeah, and I think they did that on purpose because they were trying to make it seem like you were flipping through manga pages is kind of the vibe I got. Because, okay. like, when I first watched this, I was like, what the fuck is this? I had no that, idea. Yeah. That it was me. To see the manga. I was like, what is going on? I thought this was about, like blood blood, <laughs> like, what is oh, going yeah. on here and then like I saw her close the book uh, the, the manga and I was like oh that's what we just watched that was very romantic good for you Foucault
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. uh, the bad thing about that is is that I didn't make it that far and I literally like watched the beginning two to three minutes like at least three times trying to figure out what the hell was going on Because it was so confusing to me. And then I finally made it. I was like, screw it, bro. Screw it. And I just kept watching on the fourth time. And uh, I was like, oh, is that the manga? (laughs) I love how you watch something that
0: has absolutely zero bearing on the plot of the show three times.
1: (laughs) I didn't know what that boy is. The first like two to three minutes of the show, I thought it was important. I was like, what the hell, bro? What's going on, really?
2: yeah i was confused i was like did i click the right show i was (laughs) like i don't recognize any of these characters i don't think this is a romance
1: (laughs) and you know i was really concerned because you know like i said it was so jittery like the animation i was like i really really hope that it isn't like this the whole time and it wasn't so thank god Oh, if it
0: was, we would not be watching it in the rundown. Don't even no. worry.
1: <laughs> it would be like an instant gun scenario for us. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was my only, like, minor dislikes was those two things I mentioned. It was all about the first, like, two to three minutes of the uh, story. It was confusing. It was... It looked like shit, and you know, all that good stuff. But it makes sense now that I've seen, I watched an extra minute past that point. So (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you watched that three times. I did. I'm not (laughs) even lying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys like the, uh, fighting animation that we got towards the end?
1: Oh yeah. Um, I, like I said, I really thought they'd done it really well. Um, it seems like we're going to get a lot of um, uh, regeneration and uh, dying in certain ways scenes uh, quite a bit. I think that's going to be like the main uh, thing of this show, probably. Um, and they've done it really well. So,
0: Yeah, I mean, when he was fighting those those guys from whatever mysterious organization we're going to get introduced to, I thought it was really clean. Like when he like
2: sliced them all up, I was like, oh, damn, this is kind of this is kind of (laughs) buttery. Yeah, his uh, fighting style was quite unusual. Did he pull a knife out of his forehead? Was that what that was? (laughs) Yeah. So he went into it. Basically, he's been
0: alive for so long that he like doesn't want to process all the information that's in his head. So he just stabs himself in the dome to make him not remember half the shit he knows oh my gosh so when but he yeah. pulls
2: it out he pulls back all his fighting knowledge yeah he's like the martial arts you know he's getting limbs cut off but he's using it to his advantage it's quite creative I thought it was really really well done
0: and I loved yeah. like the transformation you saw in him when he pulled that blade out of his head and he almost like it looks like he almost went like DBZ art style like his hair was all spiked up and shit <laughs> oh, I was yeah, like, oh, it, did. it did spike up
1: yeah, it's actually wild that he actually caps his memories. Like that's actual. That's an actual plot point for this, and that's actually insane. So
0: definitely. Uh, did you guys enjoy the comedy of
3: it? <laughs> oh my gosh!
2: <laughs> yeah, it was very funny from the first meeting when they first met, and she's God. like, "I can't do this anymore." He's like, "Well, I'm just gonna watch you." It's cool. (laughs) And then he accidentally touches her and she thinks she killed another person and his head pops back up and rolls up. I knew we were in it, man. And then he pops a feel, she punches him in the crotch. Uh, Again, I was cracking up the entire time.
1: (laughs) This is definitely so, uh, like Krieg said, out of pocket and over the top. This shit is insane. And I would laugh like, I don't think I've laughed this much in, like, a couple seasons, honestly, so.
0: Yeah, this show had me cracking up. Like, just how ridiculously stupid some of it is. It's like, what is going on right now? I mean, like, the fact that he they had a fucking meteor dropped on their heads was so out of pocket. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Shit's wild, bro. Uh... I mean, not many anime, I don't think you can say that you see people flying around due to, like, blood exploding from your extremities. So, <laughs> and this is one of them. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's a second one or not, but this is one of them, and it does it well.
0: So, I, I've watched a lot of anime in my day, and I don't think I've ever seen anything like this.
2: No, it's <laughs> very, very unusual. <laughs>
0: So obviously, with it only being one episode, we didn't get a lot into like the power system and world building and storytelling and stuff. But um with the first episode, you think it laid a good groundwork for what's going to come?
1: Um. So, you know, one thing that I found really interesting is uh, the manga, the manga that uh, uh, Fuku is actually reading. Uh, she showed the cover of it and it kind of looked familiar. And I don't know if you noticed this Kriegs or not. Did you think it looked familiar? Did you pay attention or no?
2: I think I was still confused. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) At that point, she closed it, and I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) What's going on here?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, this was, uh, I didn't notice it at that point, but after they fell off the roof or whatever, and he caught the manga and handed it to her at the bottom, you know, it showed, like, the front of the cover, like a very good picture of the front of the cover. And it actually was like a like a, um I I'm I, I'm having a hard time describing it, but anyways, it's actually a parody to Kimi no Todoki.
2: Oh no way! Yes. Is it really? Yes. <laughs> oh, I gotta watch it's, that scene now. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, it's actually the the pan the front cover is actually like a a, a pan like the cover of Kimi no todoki and. It, I researched this, and this manga is actually a parody of that, and they go into it deeper actually, in the later, uh, I guess, episodes or way down the line or whatever, and they talk about it more, but it is. And I really enjoy that, that um, they're bringing something like that into it. Uh, and they showed that in the first episode. I was like, "Wait, that looks familiar. What manga is she reading?" And like I said, I researched it and Kimi needs to Tud- do bro. Oh,
2: yeah. Me and Tyler would talk about this because I got approved <laughs> for season three.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of our little shoujo, uh anime that we love so much. So nice. <laughs> I figured Kriegs would be like pretty psyched about that scene if he yeah. pay, if he called it so I did not
2: catch it but yeah I'm, I'm going to have to watch that again I'm excited they're going to talk about it
1: <laughs> Yeah so um, uh, but yeah any anything y'all like really like about the all the like world building and stuff
0: Yeah I think they did a really good job introducing the two main characters and what their abilities are and we'll get into those in a second but I also like how they introduced the villains without going like too much into it. So it's, it's still very mysterious. Like you want to watch the next episode because you want to know what's going on and why they're
2: after these two, you know,
1: <laughs> I just want to know how soon they're going to have sex. <laughs> oh my God.
2: The Here's the worst part. My first thought was that after she kissed him and I was like, Oh, if they do it, what happens then? And then he says it. i was like come on man (laughs) we need we need to know bro for science (laughs) dude it's gonna
0: unleash like a meteor that destroys the whole
2: world (laughs) he's gonna he's gonna grab another manga he's like here let's recreate this scene from tokyo ghoul
1: Where's one? Where where's Say Tom at when you need him, bro? (laughs) It's just gonna
0: be him punching punching the earth. (laughs) (laughs) So, what did you guys think of the unlock ability that Fuko has?
1: Um, I obviously you know it's really unique. Um, I don't know if we've seen another uh, ability quite like this before. Um. Uh, and I really liked, I really enjoy that the show doesn't just say, you know, here it is, this is what it is. And, um, this is all there is to it. Uh, it seems to be pretty deep. Um, and we're actually learning about it, uh, as we go through like Andy's little experiments, I guess you can call them, uh, because, you know, it's not just a simple ability, simple concept. It's uh something pretty complicated, uh, I guess, and uh most shows do something like this half assed and I think they're doing this like pretty decent, and they're not just uh just doing it just uh for comedic uh purposes, I guess you can say,
0: yeah, I don't think there's anything funny about her ability. I mean, when they went <laughs> into her backstory, that was tragic, oh yeah, yeah, like I feel so bad for this girl, I really can't like blame her for wanting to like end her life to stop doing this to people you know like if i did things like this i'd be like "Lock me in the loony bin man i don't want to touch anybody
2: <laughs> yeah true. she's afraid to get close to anyone and I, I get it and that that would definitely mess with your psyche in your head <laughs> and that's why i
0: think we're gonna get such a good relationship between her and andy because andy can't die And there was, like, what, three or four or five situations in the first episode where Andy just died and came right back and was like, yeah, you don't got to worry about it, you know? And I thought that was really cool that, like, she finally found somebody she can, like, touch and be friends with and, like, actually, like, not just, like, sit there with gloves on, you know?
1: And one day she can actually, you know, kiss and uh, all that stuff. I know, I know how much, like... Uh, showjos in general love to do like the indirect kiss. That's like a usually a step in the process, but we can skip that here. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, what about what about Andy and his undead ability? What what you all think about that?
0: I think his ability is just so funny because like Foucault the entire time is just freaking out and Andy doesn't give a shit at all. He's like oh yeah whatever I'm coming back don't worry about it let's see if you can kill me let's do it again (laughs) and I think it's so funny and like the fact that he can do such ridiculous things due to his power I mean just jetpack blood legs is the greatest anime power I've seen in a long time so I'm excited to see what else he can do with this ability
1: well we see that he can actually like um, shape his bones too um, which is really interesting. Uh,
0: yeah, you went like almost Wolverine, like with this freaking bone, uh, bone sore. That was nuts.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but me personally, like, I love that he kind of gets upset when he gets called a zombie. He's like, don't compare me to those, you know, uh, um, uh, I don't even know what he said. Brainless, uh, brainless things, beings or something like that. um, Basically, he's got like the RL chop chop fruit, bro. That's basically what I could describe it as. So, um, definitely interesting. Really interesting. Uh, I'd love to know more about him and his past, though. Um, Like, you know, we see him talking about like his hundred plus years of memory. uh, And I would like to see more about that, honestly. um, And see what all he's got in his wheelhouse, I guess. And it makes me wonder how OP, how, how OP is uh, Andy really going to be with that, uh, like, the memory uh, plot point? Is that going to be like an ass pool generator?
0: If it is, at least it has bearing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: about you, Kriegs? What do you think about uh, Andy?
2: Yeah, I I love his character. I think he's hilarious. Definitely the comedic relief. Um, I know we only did, it's episode one and they want you to keep watching, but I'm definitely interested in why he has this ability and also his past, like what brought him to where he is now. Also with Fuko too, I want to know why did she get that ability? Just kind of, you know, it'll keep me watching (laughs) week after week. So I'm excited.
0: Definitely. Um, how'd you guys feel about the pacing? I mean, it's only one episode, but like, I thought it was really good. Like, the story didn't seem slow at parts, (laughs) it was just kind of all over the place the entire time. So, I really enjoyed (laughs) that, but can't really make like without knowing the source material, I don't really have any way to understand how far this is actually like how good the pacing is without watching a few more episodes. I feel like.
1: Well, I mean, based off, you know, the first episode alone, um, it's really fast-paced, and I really like that. Uh, but it's not so fast-paced that you kind of get lost in what's going on. It's just fast-paced and the fact that there is a lot going on, but it's so simple s- simple things, you know what I mean? So it's not really that bad. So I really, really enjoyed it. So,
2: Yeah, to me, it was the typical, you know, shown in first episode, fateful encounter, A character meets another character that changes their fate. You know, they introduce them. Minor villain. And then, you know, the story continues. I thought it was a pretty standard pacing. You know, it didn't bother me at all. But, yeah, I haven't read the source material, so I'm not sure where this story goes after this episode. I don't (laughs) want to read it because I want to watch it and (laughs) I know, I kind of don't want to ruin it for me either.
1: So, uh, you know, with that being said... um, I would. The next question would obviously be like favorite, least favorite characters. But there's only a couple of characters so far introduced in the yeah. first uh, first <laughs> episode. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna ask: Are we team Andy or team Fuko?
2: Oh, we're team Andy.
0: We're all team Andy. I feel like that's really? not even okay. close. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna be the Fuko's a baddie though.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna yes, be the is. odd one out. Then I'm gonna go team Fuko just just because she needs somebody on her side. So.
2: Yeah, didn't he comment like, "Oh, you got you got a nice bust size" when he groped her? I was like, "Oh my
3: <laughs> god!" So-
2: I can't blame him. And then she t- she took he took the beanie off, and I was like, "Whoa, she got some very long hair." But
1: well, it makes sense. They tied yeah. it. They they made yeah. it make sense. You know, she couldn't get a haircut. Yeah,
0: I mean, I would have been I would have been chopping my own hair off, dude. I can never have hair that long. I feel like. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah, but you're you're also a man, not a woman. That's yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. They they got some different shit going on over there.
0: <laughs> if you're going to wear it up in a beanie anyways, it don't need to look pretty.
1: <laughs> true. But, yeah, uh, I guess uh, to get into, like, is there any scenes that really stood out for y'all or, like, moments that you didn't really like?
0: I think the one that we're all going to agree on was the intro just because it made no sense at the time, and yeah. that really threw me off, so. And it yeah, clearly I, threw Tyler off. He watched it three times.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was uh it was uh it was crazy to me. And you know, looking back and knowing that it's like Kimonitsudoki, like it kind of makes more sense now. Um but uh one thing that uh, I really enjoyed a lot was uh like that Andy is kind of like our man man Kinsho from Zom one hundred and he's always naked. And, you know, I I enjoyed the little uh, thing that they got going on. Uh, They had like the little squirrely lines for Kensho. So it's a fun time.
0: Yeah. But the difference here is, is that Andy's naked for a reason. And Kensho is just weird.
1: (laughs) I feel like if he can regenerate his whole body, he could probably regenerate his clothes too. Nah, that's not how that works, dude. And I, I love how that the little uh, glass panel or whatever you want to call it that covers up his uh, private sections is can and does get interacted, uh, interacted with in the show by Foucault. So that, I love that
0: scene had me crying. <laughs> I was laughing so hard.
2: <laughs> she, she screams and runs. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, any scenes
1: that stood out for you, Creeks?
2: Uh, I would just say Andy alone was a spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't. I don't know what else more you say. We've brought up the blood propulsion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I might go watch this again tonight. I know, honestly, I I have to watch that intro again. I got to see the Todoke cover.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like I said, the cover comes after uh, after he. Uh, uh, he grabs she the He falls from the building or whatever, and he grabs her and uses his bone to like uh, slide down this side of the building. You know okay. what I mean?
2: I know what scene so, you're talking
1: about. Yeah. And it's when they hit the ground, and he gives her the manga back and starts talking to her, and it shows the manga cover for like a couple seconds. And all you see is like the little blue, the blue, uh, the blue uh cover going down the middle where Kimonitodoki would be, so I don't I guess you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yep.
2: On yeah. the spine. Yep. Yeah.
1: Well it shows okay. it on the front cover, so Okay. But um but I'm yeah. gonna have
0: to look up a manga cover for this uh this manga just before I rewatch it just to see if I can catch what you're catching.
2: So it's it should be the two main characters. I believe that's the um cover
1: Okay. What uh, uh, the cover is uh I don't think they actually like do the cover. They do the like the lettering. Um oh, okay. So like uh like the Kimi Nitsudoki lettering. Uh it's got like the it's, it's very hard to explain. Um Are they
2: are they doing the um katakana of it?
1: It, I don't think you can really see it. It just shows okay. like the uh, blue, like the 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 uh, circles on top of each other uh, down the middle of the uh, front uh, manga cover, and that's kind of like Kimi no Todoki does. So. Oh,
2: I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. The Are you talking about the bubble lettering around yeah. the title? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's got like the little bubbles, the bubble top things going straight down the middle of the manga yep. cover. And okay. uh, I was like, wait, I've seen that somewhere. And like I said, I got the research and it, and it was actually, you know, Kimi Nitsudoki from me to you. And I think this is actually, um, I think it's like um, from... From you to me or something like that is the actual name of it in the uh, in Undead Unluck or something like that. So
2: they translated it. Look at Tyler doing his research here. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Damn. Well, so I guess to close out Undead Unluck, um, I think this dynamic between Foucault and Andy is just going to keep getting funnier and more ridiculous like as the show goes on. I mean, at the end of the episode, Andy walks out of this building that was just decimated by a meteor, and he's like, huh, I've never had a meteor dropped on me before. That was pretty crazy. I was just laughing the entire time. I mean, I think this dynamic alone is going to make me watch it weekly.
1: Yeah. um, For me, I I really enjoyed it as well. Uh, I was wondering how it was going to go, because I had no knowledge of this coming into it. Um, but it was kind of pretty hopped up. But the fact is, super funny and over the top shenanigans. I think it's going to be a really fun watch for uh, us. And even better if it has like added romance into it, which I think it's going to get. Um, I don't know how serious of a romance it will be, but any romance is better than none, in my opinion. Uh, I think that uh, I would probably uh i would i would definitely love to see like more world building and uh but i also know it's only been one episode but i want to know what's going on with this world i want to know why there's nobody around um because we don't see nobody else uh we we just see uh undead dude and you know another chick with crazy powers and like I want to know why that is. So, um, but I think I'd give it like a high seven right now, honestly. And I think this show has a lot of potential for me. So.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it's too early for a rating for me with only watching one episode, but, um, I think this is going to be a really well received show and something that fun to discuss with, like in the discord, hanging out with everybody in there. Um, there's definitely potential for a solid seven day rating based on the premise alone. As long as the story doesn't go sideways, you know,
2: Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm interested in knowing the backstories of Fuco and Andy, you know, why they have these powers, interested to see them grow together, because I think, you know, that's probably what's going to happen here, and I'm glad, Tyler, you brought up the world, because I noticed there was no one else around in that big city, so (laughs) I'm curious, is this like a post-apocalyptic world, or what's going on here, and what's that organization that wanted her abilities so badly? But yeah, definitely. I would say, yeah, probably. I would give this a seven ish. That's my feeling from episode one. We just don't know enough yet.
1: Yeah. And, you know, going off that, like, I know that the train, um, the train was being, um, driven by someone. So obviously, there's more people in it than just them. But, uh, there we didn't really see anybody besides the uh the group of bad guys or whatever um so i guess there is people but you think that we would have seen more people um especially with like whole meteors falling down on buildings and shit so
0: well there was a the scene where andy was flying around the city with Foucault, and there were people like there were bystanders there i just think they really wanted to focus in on the main cast and not like have that be a portion of what you saw you know i think that's kind of the vibe they were going for
1: i got you.
2: that is true i mean if there was a naked man going all around the city i'm pretty sure the cops would be there immediately <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there were two cops so there were people
1: <laughs> okay all right
3: yeah
1: and maybe Jeez. maybe i didn't pay that much attention i know I, I swear uh, like i didn't really see many people it, so
0: it's hard to pay attention to the background with what's going on in your face. Honestly, that's what I look <laughs> at it. You <as. laughs> might have to join
2: Dan to rewatch this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Tyler, do you want me to get into Shangri-La or do you want to do it? It doesn't matter. Uh, whatever you want to do. Yeah, I can get it going. So Shangri-La frontier. This is your classic video game action adventure anime. It's done by studio C2C, which also did reincarnated as a sword. Uh, On Mal, right now, it has a 7.88, and the manga has a 7.79. So just a quick summary. The show is about a gamer who hunts down and plays trash games for fun and finally decides to actually play a good game, a god-tier game. One that has lots of fans, no bugs, and great game mechanics. On his journey into the beautiful world known as Shrangri La Frontiers. So to start, the intro for this show is fucking gas. Yes. This was like some of the most heat. Like I wanted to run through a brick wall after listening to this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and going off that, this shit, this this opening, um, it reminded me a lot of like an Attack on Titan opening. Uh, they really start off like similar, honestly. Um, it's got the heavy metal that went into like a faster pace uh, flow. And then it went into, like, a relaxed, more of a relaxed pace. And it all flowed together really well. And like Dan said, it just makes you want to, like, freaking, like, jump up and just, like, I don't know. This is gamer shit right here. So
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that got me as hype as when I watched One Punch Man. (laughs) <laughs> you just inhale and yell one punch. That was that level. I was like, yo, this is, this is it right here. This opening's is fire.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, definitely, guys. So the episode starts off with uh, Sonoraku basically beating this trash game and he defeats the Dark Lord and he proceeds to drop kick the NPC who's joined him on his journey. Feria. What'd you guys think of that? <laughs>
1: I was laughing so hard Uh, at first it was unexpected I was like wait what why and like they went really hard on the animation of this scene too (laughs) Oh yeah dude (laughs) oh man
0: like I absolutely loved it and like once he explained it how she was causing every issue he had to fix I was like, I would drop kick you too. like who hasn't <laughs> wanted to drop kick an NPC on your team, like on your team in a video game. It's just part of gaming. So
2: I had no context to the show, didn't know what it was about. I saw that elf foot kick all online. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on with this show? Like first initial thought, I felt bad. I was like, man, drop kicking an elf girl. What's going on here? And then I figured out why he dropped her. And I was 100% on this dude's side. I was like, I get it. I, I 100% get it.
0: <laughs> Definitely, dude. Um, so how'd you guys feel about the animation?
1: Uh, I think it looked uh, pretty good, honestly. Uh, I, I don't really know if they used CGI. It didn't really look like they used CGI for the most part. Uh, I didn't really notice it if they did. Uh, but I really enjoyed when they like took advantage of the like slow mo in the fighting oh. scenes. I really enjoyed that, slowed it down, give us like a little extra few seconds to process what was actually going on, and it looked really good doing it so
0: yeah, definitely. The only criticism I have of the fighting. Is like if I go through like seven episodes of this, and he's still just like crit spamming with the word "critical," "critical," "critical" coming up. I feel like it takes away from the story a little bit. Like I understand it's a video game, and I understand that's what you do, but like it's just gonna get old after a while. I feel like.
1: Yeah, I'm, I I get that.
0: But overall, I thought the overworld was stunning. Like this was a beautiful looking
3: show.
2: Yeah, they yeah. definitely. Very clean animation with fighting in the end game. Um, I thought, you know, especially that snake, that didn't look like CGI. That looked like they hand drew that and it was really well done. But yeah, I'm definitely excited to see more of it. You know, it's a video game world. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty relatable. You know, I love video games, so I like watching this stuff. (laughs) And they, they did the level ups just similar to like um what what else is that like shield hero how he pops the screen up like that i was like all right i'll okay. take that
1: <laughs> i got you um so i guess uh getting into like the uh other aspects of the show like the power system the world building storytelling all that stuff is there any like um likes anything that stands out Anything that uh you really didn't uh enjoy about the show when it comes to those uh, things
0: yeah you know i feel like the power system is just your stereotypical video game power system it's very clear what it is we all know what it is if you if you've played an rpg in your life um i think the world building we haven't really gotten too much into it yet Like we just know he's out here grinding and leveling up before he goes to the first town. So actually, sorry, skips the first town. Fuck that shit. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I'd be interested to see where it goes. Um, The pacing feels really good, and one thing I really liked is that they left out him grinding because like Uh to get those two Vorpal blades or whatever they called them, he had to kill a bunch of rabbits and like mining all that ore to get his two custom swords. I don't remember if that was episode one or two, but like. They didn't show it, which I really appreciate it because like grindiness in a video game, it's fun, but like I don't want to watch somebody else do it.
1: But but I loved the the fact that they actually talked about um, how long it took him to get those things, you know, and they actually like talked about like drop rates and shit like that, nerdy shit, you know. I really Uh, enjoyed that they did that um, instead of you know, like Dan said, we didn't see the grind, but we heard about the grind, so.
2: Yep, they were uh, definitely talking to the Final Fantasy fan in me. I was like, "Yep, <laughs> I understand that. You got to kill hundred monsters to get one item."
3: <laughs> oh
0: yeah, dude.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I thought the uh, pacing was pretty good for you know the first episode, and you know where we went from the in-game world to the real world to the in-game world, and it didn't it didn't really annoy me because I thought they did the transition very well you know his IRL life and then his video game life
1: yeah it didn't really feel like a 24 minutes to me honestly uh uh when the credits started rolling i was like oh okay it's over already uh because you know it was really good paced and uh it had a lot of information flowing at us really smoothly smoothly and you know everything just looked really good um Like several times, you know, we got to see like the the over-the-top view of uh, like the whole world or like the world that he could see, and looked, you know, astounding. So,
0: yeah, definitely. Uh, Did you guys? I think we're all going to agree on our least favorite character here, (laughs) (laughs) and that's Faria who got drop-kicked. But uh, did you guys have a favorite character? (laughs) I actually liked her. You know, I... <laughs> like Feria? <laughs> yes she has like the worst taste of characters, dude. He's like she I was... love this movie.
1: She was so funny, bro. She she made it so funny. I, I forget uh I forget the little sound uh sound they kept on making like the e- e- he, or something like that. <laughs> I... Oh
2: her, her and she <laughs> yeah. turns her head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you did you watch the um I can't remember after the uh, credits there was yeah. like a theater scene. It reminded me of black clover and they just kept showing all the things she would do and mess <laughs> up and i'm like oh my god no wonder he drop kicked her <laughs> i loved it <laughs>
0: uh, it was so funny
1: but yeah but i yeah. mean I, obviously i enjoyed san but I, I i liked Faria as well so
0: <laughs> yeah i think my favorite character so far is definitely bird kirito I think yeah. he's gonna be a good character but I'm really excited to see the dynamic between him and his i r l friend or you know his the girl who's really interested in him because like she's like some high level member of like some super badass guild and like shows up to the first village and just like top tier armor ready to like meet him, and he's not even there, so I think it's gonna be really funny with her chasing him around this video game world just like she kind of is in real
2: life, <laughs> uh, yeah man. <laughs> i called that i knew she'd be like some high level monster or whatever and someone commented like i'm gonna laugh if season one is just her trying to find him in the game and he's just going off this path and she can't figure out where he is and i'm like that <laughs> actually be pretty funny
3: oh <laughs> uh.
0: oh definitely um uh, did you guys have any favorite moments in the show
1: uh I mean obviously, you know, one of the favorite I I think for all I'm speaking for all of us probably, but the beginning uh, you know, moment with Faria was uh really, really fun and interesting and really uh brought the vibes to the show, I guess you could say. So
0: it definitely was a good hook. Like it made you want to keep watching, that's for sure.
1: Yeah.
2: That <laughs>
0: screenshot made me want to watch it because I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> And like he had like a luchador mask on and gym shorts. I was like, what the fuck is this?
1: Uh, Other than that, like, uh, I really, really enjoyed the goblin scene. Like, his first encounter with a monster in this new world. And they just went too, like, way too hard on like the music and the whole animation and stuff for this, like, bullshit, low level goblin his first encounter. It, they just went too hard on this and it, it really made it stand out for me and I really enjoyed watching it.
0: Hey so. man, that's that's what it's like playing a god tier game, you know? Like it's crispy. I mean, there are moments he's like, wow, I can't believe I can actually control my movements this well. Like I'm used to moving like sideways and not having any control <laughs> from playing these trash video games.
1: Yeah, moving backwards and not being able to see where I'm going. <laughs> but yeah uh what about you craig's anything st- stood out to you
2: so yes um if i put my tyler cap on i noticed something specific so yeah. when ray was talking to mana the sto- store owner they showed a shelf with video games and if you paused it you could see they were switch games so you could see pokemon sword and shield breath of the wild I think they had Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart. So I just loved like watching and seeing all of these games. <laughs> I don't know why. I just I just love seeing it as a video game person. I was like, "Oh, this is cool."
0: <laughs> so I noticed it, but I didn't pause it. Were they actually the names of the titles
2: or were they like spin-off so, like, knockoff kind of things? So, I don't I couldn't see the names, but you could see the art. It matched okay. it perfectly, and they had the little Switch logo in the corner like barely visible where they don't you know get in trouble
0: <laughs> yeah i definitely noticed that and i was like, it makes sense they're at a GameStop, pretty much
2: <laughs> yeah that was my favorite scene i was like this is awesome
0: <laughs> yeah i think my favorite thing overall was just the character creation scene like i thought it was so funny he's like i'm just gonna sell everything i have and walk around in shorts but i don't want to show my face so I'm gonna buy a bird mask, have a couple daggers, and go into this game with a bunch, bunch of cheddar. I was like, this guy's kind of, he kind of knows what he's doing. But like being a gamer, I'm like, who in their right mind would drop all their armor? Like I was crying. I was like, this guy's a psychopath.
1: Nah. <laughs> I mean, like he said, he doesn't need it, bro. Like he's played so many trash games, he don't need it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Man. He's that player in Breath of the wild that goes and fights Ganon, no armor, just all the weapons he picks up in the castle and just goes for it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> pretty
2: much. That's him, man.: uh, Did you guys like the concept so
0: far? Like the trash game hunter goes and plays a good game? I thought it was pretty funny, you know, like after understanding, like, I don't have time to play trash games, but if I guess I was back in high school and I didn't have a job or anything, like, yeah, why not?:
1: Yeah. Uh, I thought it was like really unique, uh, as well. I think every show that we've done tonight is unique in their own ways. Uh, which I guess while we're trying to talk about them, but, uh, it's a very unique video game, uh, anime, uh, you know, we don't really normally see the trash, uh, the trash games, but it kind of makes him OP in a way, because like I mentioned earlier, if he can like succeed at beating some of these trash games, especially legendary trash games, imagine what this man can do in like a god tier game like he's playing right now like we're, we're seeing it so
0: yes yeah, speaking of god tier video games we desperately need one in the real world because i feel like nothing good has come out lately besides <laughs> <laughs> zelda of course that's probably the only like i mean like every other game i'm like oh this looks really cool and then i play it for like three hours i'm like okay i'm not hooked i need something that bites you know
2: Dude, I've I've sunk like 135 hours in that game. <laughs> it's so good.
0: <laughs> but speaking of games, do you guys have any history playing trash video games? Because that is our main character's bag right there. So have you guys played any trash games?
1: I mean, uh, recently, like some of the recent ones that I played for like maybe an hour would it would go straight to cyberpunk. Uh, no, is it cyberpunk? Uh,
0: yeah, that game was really bad at yeah. drop. And then I guess they put a bunch of patches and it. it's really good now.
1: Yeah. I just, I haven't gotten a chance to replay it, but like, as like I said, I played like, uh, on drop on release and I played like an hour of it and it was just very, very bad experience. And it made, obviously, I don't know how long ago this has been since it's been released, but I haven't touched it since. So, that's how bad of an experience it was for me. So,
0: yeah, I didn't buy it because I waited for the initial reception cuz like I was like oh this game looks awesome. And at this point I'm like eh, it's too late. You missed you missed you missed the mark. I'm not going to go buy it now. But I think for me the one trash game that really just sticks out is being the big Sonic fan I am as Sonic 06.
1: <laughs> that game was
0: so <laughs> bad. <laughs>
1: wait dan is saying son- something of sonic is bad that's, that's yeah. wild.
0: sonic had a really i'm like a big fan of the og sonic games like i like the side scrolling and i like like sonic adventure and sonic adventure 2 and then they had a really rough patch for a long time i mean you turn into a werewolf and you get a sword oh. and like you're
2: like that Bro. i'm like that's not for me Bro, Sonic Unleashed is goaded. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's just a weird
0: concept. Like, I just want to run
2: sideways and jump on stuff.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, on. For, for me, if I were to pick a recent game, this came out a couple years ago, I would have to say uh, Marvel's Avengers by Square Enix. Um, They hyped it up. and you know, they released like an early patch and you can get online and you play the story and then that was it. And then they lost like 90% of their online audience. (laughs) It kind of wasn't, it didn't live up to the height and I was like, oh, that was kind of alright. And then as a kid I remember playing Conker's Bad Fur Day and you literally fight a pile of poop and I'm not making this up. (laughs) i just remember seeing that i was like what the hell am i watching that game was hilarious (laughs) yeah that so like i guess that technically would be a trash game and then um another one is the lion king game for the sega genesis that game was so difficult i like it was so hard I slammed so many controllers into the ground playing that as a kid. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. Like they made it for switch. I'm like, I'm not buying that again. Hell no. Hell <laughs> no. Never. That. Not, yeah. I would never put myself through that again. No,
0: I'm traumatized. <laughs> awesome. So you guys want to get some final thoughts and a little rating on a Shangri-La frontier. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I'm, you know, usually a big fan of, like, good video game, anime. Um, I loved uh, SAO for a little bit uh, until they got into, like, the elf elf stuff. Then it kind of lost me. But the first bit, you know, was really good to me. So, um, you know, uh, also, I'm kind of curious as, like, um, one one of my initial concerns about this anime is, um, uh, how they're going to keep us invested, how to keep us interested in this, uh, in this show, because if it's, if it's just a, like, um, you know, just straight up, you know, he's playing this, uh, best game, blah, 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 and he's fighting these monsters and going through the, you know, routines of the villages and all that towns or whatever, we're obviously going to, it's going to get stale, you know? And I want to know, I want to see how they're going to keep us, uh, interested, you know, obviously they're going to, they're going to have to introduce something or, um, you know, and, or go a different route or something, but it can't be the same stuff over and over again, or it's going to lose me on this one. Uh, but the music was great even in the actual story. Like I said, the goblin stuff really caught me up because uh, they done the music really well. Um, Animation and fighting is, like, really done well, too. As I said, uh, pacing is, you know, isn't slow at all. It's really fast-paced. I love it. I'd probably give, like, a a low 7, honestly, but I'm really concerned about the future.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I feel like we're just watching another copy-paste video game story here, and um, since it's an MMORGP, I need, like, the big protagonist to not be just like a game boss like I need it to be like a guild like a dark guild or like a group of people who are player killing or something like that to actually add some suspense to it you know um, watching it you know I think it's fun it's really well animated but um, if the story just keeps progressing like it is it'll probably be like a a 5.5 5. 5 for me but if they add good story elements to it you know I can see it going more like a, a, a low mid 6
2: yeah i definitely yeah i'm nervous yeah where the future is because i'm thinking this is going to be this typical mmorpg story that we're all used to in animes um i definitely like the characteristics of uh the main character because he plays video games a lot like i do (laughs) he gets (laughs) he's getting frustrated he's like screw this I'm gonna grind and I'm gonna be prepared for this. No, I'll go to the second town first. (laughs) And I definitely wanna see I I wouldn't mind seeing more IRL interactions as well. But if yeah, if we if this is just another copy and paste, um I'll get a little worried. I don't want it to fall off because you know, it has such a great start, it's funny. The opener is a banger. And I would like to see it do well. I think for me, I'll give it like a like a 6.2 for now.
0: Awesome. So we just talked about three shows. Now we got to figure out which two we're voting for. And I guess I can go first. And there's two clear front runners in my mind. Uh, Free run for the story. And Undead Unluck for the sh- sheer insanity. We're getting set up to watch. I think both those shows are going to have a lot of great plot to discuss. And I mean, if undead Unluck has me laughing, like it did this week, every week, I think like we can
3: have such a good time talking about it. It'll be a blast.
2: Have you ta- or uh, sorry, Kevin, what do you got? Uh, so I've definitely was the biggest fan of free run. So I've heard a bunch of anti tubers talk about it for the past year. And they hyped it up and it's been on my radar. And when I heard it was being announced, I was like, oh, well, I'll just check it out. And it did not disappoint. I'm been enjoying it. I love the world building. I love character development stories and especially in a fantasy setting. Um I did not plan on watching Undead Unlock originally, but my goodness, this was such a treat and again it's it's just sometimes you need that laugh and this is that show so i'm definitely gonna keep watching that
0: yeah you know what it kind of gives me vibes of is kill a kill yes yeah that's so out of pocket and ridiculous that you're like i just want to keep watching this (laughs) yep exactly (laughs)
1: yeah uh i guess i guess for me uh I'm definitely gonna continue watching all three, but um, I think Shangri La Frontier kind of falls down uh, the list as well. Um, it's definitely at the bottom, and by a pretty good mar- margin, I think, um, just because of the concerns about the future that I have. But Furion, on the other hand, it's probably gonna be my probably gonna be my top show of the fall, honestly, um, the way it's going. Undead Unluck is gonna be up there as well. It's it brings like like Dan said, the funny the comedic aspect to um what we're watching, especially on the rundown, if we do decide to do the undead unluck, with y'all's help, obviously. Um but I'm definitely hoping Shangri La um proves me wrong and keeps us interested and uh makes us regret not having it on the rundown as well. So <laughs>
0: we're never doing six shows again that was that was (laughs) way too much (laughs) but awesome well we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the anime dgen's bullshit hour uh make sure to rate the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to and if you'd like to join our crazy conversations we have in discord uh, linktree.com slash animated dgens will give you a link to that our twitter youtube tiktok tyler's still blasting shorts out so check those out and we'll catch you guys next week for the rundown Peace.
1: see ya